What's going on, everybody? Uh, Jonathan and, and Luke here. Uh, we're recording this May 31st, 2020. You guys will be hearing this uh, June 1st. Uh, we wanted to take a, a few minutes here before we start the show. Um, as everyone knows, this past week, uh, George Floyd was, was tragically murdered uh, by the police in Minneapolis. Um, and since then, just kind of the entire nation has, uh, has just cried out uh, in, in pain um, just, just what seems like people are, people are hurting, people are tired of, you know, not being treated fairly. Uh, so, so Luke and I, uh, we really just wanted to take a, a few minutes. We, we felt like, you know, it's our duty as, as humans, you know, just mm-hmm. as part of humanity, we just, we felt the need to take a few minutes to discuss this, um, you know, on the podcast before we talk about things that just quite frankly, pale in comparison when we're talking about how important they are yeah man and like you said it, it you know we'd be doing a disservice to um the human race and and to the fans of this podcast if we didn't make a statement of some sort about this and have a dialogue about it um first and foremost we want you guys to understand that jonathan and i are white males um as you guys know and we have no idea what it is like to be in the african-american community we don't know what it's like to be scared for our lives in some instances we don't know any of that stuff um pretty much the the biggest privilege of all is is safety and that is that is what jonathan and i um experience all the time day in and day out um and sometimes you know it's not recognized like it should be um so we we stand with george floyd's family and 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 everyone that is affected by this uh, and, you know, Jonathan, there's uh, Zay Jones, who plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm not sure if you saw it, but put out, um, you know, when people are kind of wrestling with, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to contribute. I don't know how to help. I want to help, but I'm not sure. Um, that coming from the, the, the white community, right? And so Zay Jones put this out. And this is kind of just how you can get started. Um, you know, she uh, Zay Jones shared this and tweeted this out and he said this, I'll just read it verbatim real quick. But, um, he said, I was just at a local home goods store with my cousin getting furniture for my place. When an elderly white woman approached me at the checkout counter, she looked at me with tears in her eyes, then said, I'm from Minneapolis. And I just want you to know you matter to me. I hesitated. He said, I hesitated to hug her because she was wearing a mask from practicing social distancing, but I asked if she wanted a hug and she folded into my arms. She cried while she told me how important it is to spread love. I didn't get her name, but I'm grateful for the encounter beautiful hearts still exist. Be the example, be the light, love others. And Jonathan, I think that encapsulates perfectly as what we can do um, as white people in America. You know, text your friends that are black. Text, you know, talk to people in public that are black. Do anything you can to make it known that I see you and I love you and I hear you. I think that is really the, the first best step to take and also you can do things obviously like um, call the office in Minneapolis, the mayor's office and, and talk to them about it. Say, you know, we, we want justice. We want this. Um, you can also donate. I know there's a lot of links going around for causes um, for, you know, these things, George Floyd's family, everything like that. Obviously you had Ahmaud Arbery's family um, and that whole incident that happened a couple of weeks back as well. So Jonathan just been a really tough month um, here, 2020, not off to a good start as we already knew, but this makes it so much worse. Um, but thoughts and prayers 
um, to those people. And I hope we do more than just talk. I hope we take action. Uh, and I think this is where we can start. I think I really think that you put it beautifully, Luke. Um, like you said, we we don't have the the same experience that black people have had in this country. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If if you just take the time to to speak with you know black people about the way that you know their just their experiences are very different in a, in a day to day basis in a, in a multitude of experiences, just because of the fact that they are black and. Mm-hmm it's not right. It's, it's not fair. Um, you mentioned, you know, that, that you and I are both white, like I said, you know, so we haven't had those experiences. Another thing that we have in common, um, is the fact that we're both Christians. We both believe, Mm -hmm. you know, in Jesus Christ as our savior. And I I know a lot of people don't share that point of view with me. So if you guys could just, you might want to shut the podcast off or fast forward or whatever it is right now, but I would just ask you not to just, just hear me out here. I'm not, I'm not trying to preach. I'm not trying to do anything like that. I know there are so many people that, um, you know, have, you know, felt, you know, hate or, um, you know, prejudice from people that are claiming to be Christians, whether, you know, you're, you know, part of the LGBTQ community or, or, or black or anything like that. If you've ever walked into a church and and felt uncomfortable because you felt like others were judging you, please understand that that is not what Christ represents that's not what Christ would want um Luke the the conversations that you and I have had over the past couple of days I just always go back to the the command of, of Jesus that says love your neighbor as you love yourself right mm-hmm. and I feel yeah. I really feel like just it, with it, everything in my body my heart my mind that if we would just all practice that even if even if you're not a Christian if you just take that line if you love others the way that you love yourself we wouldn't have these problems right in 2020 if you still hate or judge other people off of the color of their skin just wake up like there's just no room for that in our society anymore it's it's disgusting it's wrong and I, i hate it i hate it so much that like especially right now like everyone's dealing with the coronavirus so like you're like okay hopefully that's something that can unite us and we haven't seen that like we've seen like this partisan divide on what side of the aisle you are and now we're seeing it in our country based off of what the color of your skin is and i i really just hate it but but that's that's really what i i would preach that's what's on my heart um is that if we were to just love others the way that we love ourselves it could just alleviate so much of this but just to echo what luke said like we we just you you can't be silent anymore like you can't just watch this happen to people over and over and over again and just because it's convenient for you like i'm sure there's going to be people out there that don't want to hear this or or maybe you know don't want to listen to the podcast anymore whatever but i i don't care i know you don't Mm -hmm. care we just we really felt like we we needed to to say something to like this this really isn't going to do much you know probably in the grand scheme of things and and we don't have the answers right i i don't this is such a like a a complicated um you know issue that's just like embedded into the like foundation of our country it seems like that i don't know i don't know how to fix it i don't know what the answer is but i just know that me my family you your family we're going to be like doing our part yeah. to try to like rid 
the the world of of this problem. It's just yeah. it's not right. It's it's yep. not right. It's not at all. And you know, it's it's the world we live in, but like I said, um text, call your black brothers and sisters. I know I have um let them know you love them, uh that you stand with them and uh you know, it's it, it hurts. Um and I know it hurts just as bad and even more. Um, for those in the black community. So um, our, again, thoughts and prayers out, out to them um, and everyone affected. Um, we will get better. I promise um, I will start doing my part. I was silent for far too long. So, so well, thank you guys so much uh, for listening. And just like we're saying, just love, love your neighbor. Love, just love everybody. It sounds corny, but that really like at the root of it can can solve these problems that that we're having just treat people equally i mean i i don't want to go back to like the golden rule treat others the way that you would want to be treated but that's it it sounds terrible that we still have to tell people this in 2020 but that's what it comes down to just treat others the way that you would want to be treated and and just love people so thank you guys for listening and we'll get the show started This is The Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with The Six Man Show. It is June 1st, 2020. Luke. What it do, baby? What it do, baby? What's going and on, I'm, I'm ready for this season to come back, Jonathan. We finally have some dates. We 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 knew there was a hard cutoff. We've talked about it so much to the point of exhaustion. We are almost there, Jonathan. The only thing that we have to figure out now, or not us, thankfully, is how they come back. What right. is the format? We have seen so many people give opinions some good some terrible um and and you know they're just trying to find you know what's the way they're going to come back how are they going to make everyone happy um you know there's there's some stuff that's come out that's kind of irritating such as um you know the nba is going to pretty much force the pelicans into the playoffs because of their love for zion williamson whatever give them an opportunity yeah and you know that's great i guess in terms of more excitement i think that it creates a lot more excitement It'll just kind of feel discounted and weird if the Pelicans do make a run. There's just a lot of stuff that's kind of just weird about everything. It, it fits the bill of 2020, I'll say that. Oh my, you, you're not lying, brother. So this is my thing, right? Before we, we're, Basically, today we're going to break down some of these formats, what we think of those, like what some of those formats could look like if you guys haven't already seen that on social media and all that stuff. But my thing is like, all right, so now like we're to the point where we're really just talking about, all right, how are the games going to work, right? That's what we're talking about at this time. At this point, they're basically like it seems like it's happening at Disney. At this point, there's not really any talk about Vegas anymore. It's just Orlando. It's Disney. Like it's happening at Disney, right? Mm-hmm. There's no talk about like, oh man, how are we going to like test these players? How are we going to keep them safe? Blah, blah blah. All the talk right now, at least from what we're hearing, that all might still be happening behind the scenes. But every time Woj tweets something out or Brian Windhorst tweets something out. Or Shams Sharania tweets something out. It's about the format of the league, right? Mm-hmm. My whole thing is 
how hard is this to decide? Like, I know it's not easy, but, like, it seems like most of the logistics have already been worked out. Right? Yeah. The league wants to make as much money as possible. Mm -hmm. Right? Obviously, they've been losing money for months and months and months now. And they want to make it fair. I get that. But, like... How many meetings or or talks or discussions does it seem like now where it's like, oh, we're we're just talking about more possibilities. We're not we're not voting. We're not making any decisions. We're just talking about what could happen. Yeah, I'm just dying for basketball to the point like just go into the room, (laughs) like make sure there's a bathroom on the premises, order in food, order in coffee, whatever kind of caffeinated beverages you need to stay awake and don't leave that room until this is figured out. Yeah, I mean, there's, I think there's, uh, you know, they probably have to figure out TV, TV stuff and whatever. They got a lot of contracts probably to sign, and I um, guess reading the fine print, a lot of stuff. I think that we just we don't we don't understand. But um, and they also, I think that they're kind of, you know, the, the the first really the first league that shut down because of COVID. They're kind of leading the charge and kind of trying to make a model for how you know organizations and and sports leagues can um follow their lead um but yeah i mean i'm ready for that you know that tweet to come out that says all you know 400 nba players have been tested zero positive let's get to it um i know that the premier league um soccer of course um they tested all their players which jonathan is more than double the nba uh, 1130 players club and staff were tested zero tested positive that's so, crazy that is crazy and i you gotta wonder it's the fits fifa it's they're oh, kind of corrupt uh are they really all positive i don't know i mean i hope but i hope that that i hope it is true and i hope it's true because that means that you know our you know the nba players can um you know, we can test 400 of the 400 plus of them and all of the staff and get, you know, zero positive results. I think that's obviously what everybody wants just to get back into this. Um, and like we saw that that late July date um, is pretty much the targeted return of the NBA. Yeah, maybe I'm just being like, I don't know, like a spoiled brat or whatever, but I'm just like, I'm just dying for basketball. I just wanted to come back. I want to know when it's coming back. I want to know that it's like for sure coming back because everything seems like we're like 95% of the way there. But until it's like, okay, it's actually happening. We're coming back. This is when training camp is going to happen. And then like we're actually getting into the season. That's when I will allow myself to get excited. Now it's just, you know, we're two plus months now away from the suspension, the hiatus of the NBA. And Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really just excited to, to get back. But Enough about that. Let's let's talk about some of these formats, right? So, um, like I said, it definitely seems like this is all going to happen in Orlando at the ESPN World is it Worldwide of Sports, Wide World of Sports, wide World, I, whatever. Wide world. I've never wide been there, dude. Sports. The, the wide ESPN Wide World of Sports that makes so much more sense. But I've ne- like I said, I've never been there. So it's a wide world of sports, man. That's all it is. The worldwide of sports, the wide no, world, it's the, the wide, wide world. world. All right. Uh-huh. Anyways, the wide world go. of sports. Um, so Kevin O'Connor with the Ringer um, kind of put this idea out there that the the and there I guess there is some talks uh, within you know the the NBA Board of Governors that they could come back in like a World Cup style where you have a group stage where I think the idea was having four different groups of five teams 
mm-hmm. you know, setting each team up as a tier. So you take the top 20 of the league, uh, put them all into these groups, have them all play each other twice. So each team would play eight games. Uh, and then the top two teams from each group would just move on to the playoffs and we would move forward with eight teams. So it would basically yeah. take place of the first round. So I don't really like that because if you kind of break this up into tiers by record, it doesn't end well for the Magic. It's <laughs> like It would be very, very difficult for the Magic to make it out of doesn't matter how you break the groups up. You and I had discussions about, all right, well, what if we put them in a, a group with the Lakers? Oh, what if we put them in a group with the Bucks? Each way, it just does not we, end well, and the Magic are eliminated. Yeah, trust us. We broke down different scenarios. We wrote our own groups out on paper um, with our own methodology, and it doesn't. Any way you cut it, the, the listen, Jonathan, the only way that this that the Magic get any good into this deal is if they played regular season games that and then went into like, you know, a classic playoff format, which it seems like that's out the window. We're we are not doing a classic player playoff format. If the, the most normal thing that it seems like we would be doing is doing 16 teams all um, by record and of the league standings, not the conference standings. So that and, and guess what, guys? The Magic still play the Bucks in that scenario, so, so it's just the, inevitable. The like only death, way taxes the, and the Magic playing the Bucks in the first round. The only way that it that we that that is avoided is if they play a few play you know a few regular season games. But it doesn't seem like we're going to get to that. And and you know we talked about uh, when Keith Smith was on uh, a few weeks back. We talked about or he talked about how they have that threshold of games they need to reach. I believe it was seventy. Um, and we're a few games away from that, right? And I think that somehow they're able to, and this was because of local TV program deals. I don't know how exactly they're going to even do that, how it's going to be televised. Will the group stages be locally only, or will they do it on TNT, ESPN, like whatever, ABC? Um, I have no idea how that's going to look, but I'm assuming maybe those group stages where each, I think they said each team will play everyone twice. Um, and then the top two teams at the end of that will advance to that next round um, of like a form, like a more of a playoff format with eight teams left. But maybe they use the group stages as like additional games to like, you know, telling maybe local programs, you guys can air this too. And like, right. I, I don't know how that looks. I'm not going to act like I know, but um, maybe that's a way that they're working around it either way. I mean, it is a fun concept, but it, and it, it does fit. Like I said, it fits the bill for 2020. But um, it, it, as a Magic fan, doesn't look great. As a Magic fan, I'm not too excited for that. Uh, as a basketball fan, I'm pretty excited for that. Well, so this is, I guess, my philosophy and my feelings on the entire situation of how do we come back? What does that look like? Is there going to be regular season? Are, do we just jump straight into the playoffs? What's the playoff seating look like and everything like that? This is, this is how I feel, Okay. Since, like, the beginning of March, I have had, like, less than a handful of what I would call normal days, right? Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. that we do now is so out of the ordinary. Would it, would it kill us, Luke, to get something that is normal, something that we're used to? Like, we're all saying, oh, we, want, we just want things to be normal again. We just want things to be normal. Then why are we doing this? 
Like, just give me the East, 1 through 8. Give me the West, 1 through 8. Let that play out. Let the Lakers or the Clippers or whoever meet the Bucks or the Raptors or whoever in the finals and just let that happen the way that it's supposed to happen, right? Yeah. We're talking um, about – Yeah. Sorry, we're we're talking about not putting an asterisk like on all of this stuff, right? You know what I mean? Like, let's say the way that it that it turns out, like the Lakers end up playing the Clippers in like the second round or or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not what what we're looking for to to happen at all. Like you want the best teams playing the best teams at the end of the year, and that's what we want to see. Yeah, it, it'll be weird if we had like. Lakers, Clippers, NBA Finals. And exactly. There's, but, but the thing is, Jonathan, it's already gonna be weird. We're gonna be watching them play in Disney. I just want there's gonna something be, that's the same there, that also be, benefits the Magic. Don't get me wrong; that's a large <laughs> part of this. I want, I want the ideal situation for the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I mean it. It it, it very much does suck that the Magic are gonna probably play the Bucks. Um, and if they go to group stages, the Magic don't get it. There's going to be two teams at least that are better than the Magic from a talent standpoint. So, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look too likely for us. But uh, I guess this is just another year of NBA playoff experience, Jonathan. Well, like we were until like the last, you know, two weeks, we were kind of holding on to hope that, you know, maybe Jonathan Isaac were to come back. And in my opinion, that completely transforms our window. chances but now that we know that he's just now running like in that anti gravity treadmill, uh, yeah. treadmill, like that, that's just not happening, right? Mm-hmm. So like now, like why, if you want to do like the seedings like one through sixteen, like regardless of conference, like whatever, okay. But like give the magic, the magic we're closing in on the seventh seed, give them that chance to to get the seventh seed. Give the Pelicans a chance, or the, the you know the Pelicans a chance to get to the eighth seed. Or give the Grizzlies a chance to be like, no, like we we had this eighth seed all year. Yeah, the Pelicans went on a little bit of a run there, but like, no, like this is our eighth seed. Let John ja Morant, Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark, like, let those young guys be like, no, like you you. I don't care if you want the Pelicans in this tournament. We're not letting it happen. You know? Yeah. I I like I would hate to just see us go right to the playoffs, even though like that might have to happen just because of like time constraints and when they want the league to start and wrap up and everything like that. But, you know, we've been talking about how this might not be the best product. Now, is that like the, the biggest priority in the world? The best product? No. At this point, give me any freaking product. I'm, yeah. I'm dying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the the you know, I think the frustrating part, obviously, Jonathan, is like I touched on um, earlier that if the Magic just played a few more games, we're a half game behind the Brooklyn Nets. And by like 538.com had us at a 99% chance to make the playoffs. And guess what? They had the they had the Brooklyn Nets at a 98% chance. So clearly that means Magic hopped the Nets. Our schedule is easier to finish the season. The Nets schedule is harder. Um, so th- that is the frustration. But like you said, it's not like the league could have even planned for this. It just kind of all happened, and now we're where we are two months into it. And, you know, I'm just glad that we have that kind of resume date uh, in July. 
Now, something else that you mentioned, this doesn't really have any have anything to do with the format and the way the league is going to return. And I've actually heard this from a ton of people. Once again, I'm a little bit biased because it doesn't exactly benefit the Magic. But a lot of people, you know, for a while now have been talking about let's when it comes to the playoffs, let's get rid of conferences altogether. Just every single year, take the best 16 teams. Yeah. See them at that point based off of record and move forward. So why why are you a proponent of that? Um, I just think conferences don't make sense to me. I think that uh, conferences, you know, aside from letting you know thirty eight and forty four teams into the playoffs in the East every year, um, you know, it benefits those teams because they get playoff experience. But um, I just think that conferences are used for scheduling purposes. So you know the difference of pay- playing a team twice, three times, or four times. Um, and obviously that's why divisions are there as well. So I just don't get it. I don't think that it's really – I don't. I, I just don't see a huge reason why we still have them um, other than scheduling purposes, to be honest with you, and, and giving those low-tier teams a chance to make the playoffs and get that playoff experience. Um, I don't know, man. I just I, – I don't get it. Uh, I think 1 through 16 – if they do that this year, we'll get a glimpse of it and kind of maybe some more exciting rounds. But um, I think we're getting to the point where the East is kind of catching up to the West. Um, but I still think that the West has just been superior for so long. And it's just like, you know, you have teams in the West who are eight seeds. That would be like five seeds in the East, four seeds in the East. So it's just like I said, just doesn't doesn't make too much sense to me. Well, in my opinion, when people you know talk about you know like the West being so much stronger or like the East being so much stronger, I think it's really cyclical, right? Like especially when we talk about like the absolute best teams. So if we go back to like you know like the the sixties, you're looking at like the Boston Celtics, right? Yeah. Bill Russell. We get into the seventies, you're talking about uh, you know Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain. You're talking about the Lakers, right? You get into the eighties, you're talking about the Celtics, and you're talking about the Lakers. You talk about the 90s, you're predominantly talking about the Bulls. 2000s, you're talking about the Lakers. You're talking about the Spurs. The 2010s, then we were talking about the Heat and the Cavs and the Warriors. So, like, in my opinion, like, yes, right now and what seems like for quite a while now, it's been, like, predominantly the West. But just throughout the history of the NBA, it's just like a cyclical thing. It goes back and forth, and it just seems like this cycle that we're in right now for, like, at least, what, maybe the last 10, 12 years, maybe even a little bit longer than that, it predominantly has been the West. So my thing, and the reason that I don't know that that will ever change, so let's say you do seed all these teams 1 through 16, right? And let's in the, in the second round, let's say the Lakers end up playing the Magic or like the mm-hmm. Knicks, for instance. So that entire series, you're traveling back and forth, which would normally just be for the finals. So like, each team is traveling the exact same amount, so it's equal throughout that series. Yeah. But let's say then in the next round or, or during that round, the Clippers, for instance, were playing like the, the Trailblazers or the, the Kings or the Warriors. They move on to the next round where they would meet the Lakers in the NBA Finals. For the last two weeks, the Lakers have been traveling back and forth throughout the, like, the whole country when – the Clippers were just really keeping it on that West Coast there. In my opinion, like, I don't know if you've ever traveled a lot. If I make a nine-hour drive, when I get back home and we have to make that nine-hour drive, like, I don't want to do anything for, like, a week. 
driving's more inconvenient than flying. Well, of course it is. But if you're driving from L.A. to New York, that's still a seven-hour flight. That's still seven hours when you're sitting there doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, I I get it um, to an extent. This is about keeping the magic in the playoffs, Luke. (laughs) Listen, I understand. All right? I'm I'm masquerading my argument so that they don't do this so that the magic – for the next three to four years until we're actually hopefully please god a contender (laughs) the magic are still in the playoffs and and having reasons to play games in march and april and get jonathan isaac mo bama chumbo chumo kiki markel fultz playoff experience listen i'm all for it i'm all for getting the magic more experience doesn't sound like it i I am. I, I think I've got my basketball, my NBA hat on when I'm talking about this. But um, because, you know, Jonathan, my hope is that one day it won't matter what the conferences are. It won't matter if there are conferences. The Orlando Magic will just be the one seed regardless. I, right. That's my dream. All right. You know? So let me let me just kind of like throw this out for you. So, all right. So I'm going to go like each seed. So one seed of the East, one seed of the West. So right now, Milwaukee's at 53 wins. The Lakers are at 49 wins. Toronto's at 46. The Clippers are at 44. Boston's at 43. Denver's at 43. Miami's at 41. Utah's at 41. Mm-hmm. Indiana's at 39. OKC's at 40. So you see what I'm saying? Like it's it's like it's not that bad. Like the discrepancy isn't as big as some people make it out to be. In my the opinion, the discrepancy comes with really the seven and eight seed typically. Right. Um, and then you argue that some of those Western teams, their records are lower because they're playing they're Western playing teams all the time and playing you know a higher level of competition and everything like that. So I see both sides, but I want the freaking Magic be in the playoffs. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, yeah. And, and let's just point out the Mavs right now are the seven seed would be the five seed in the East. So like, it's, but that's all right. We're talking about a difference of like what four games there maybe. Yeah, but I mean, you look at the win column; it's still different. It's you know the. Uh, it's still different. It's all I'm saying. I I agree that that we should uh, root for the Magic and root for their 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 success. I get it. It's not that much of a discrepancy. Um, obviously, if if it, someone in the front office of the NBA sat down with me and explained to me why we still have conferences right now, um, they I'm would sure. say it's we we're trying to keep the Magic in in the playoffs. Luke, just yeah, go yeah. with it. That's what they would say. Then the next argument is I don't know why divisions exist. Yeah, I, I don't. Get it. I don't understand that. It creates but. a little bit of a rivalry because you play each other a little more than you do the other people in your conference, like one more time or whatever, one or twice. I think one more time, but um, yeah. Um, you know, we got off on a little tangent there, but that that's all right. That's a but, six um, man show, baby. That's show business. It is. But no, I yeah, I don't really. I think you know, conferences were probably there. Well this is the logic that I have is back in the day where you weren't necessarily flying, you know, charter to every other city. Sometimes you were, you know, taking buses or whatever the case was. It, it's just easier to play those teams more frequently that are closer to you for travel purposes. Nowadays, traveling is a lot more streamlined. It's a lot easier than it was 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. But it's yep. just, it's something that you see in every single sport. Every single sport has at least American sports Every sport has divisions. Talk about yep. the NFL, NFC East, AFC East, all that stuff. Football has conferences, which I understand a lot more. But um, so, Jonathan, if you had to decide, would you say what 
throwing the the magic uh, bias. So I'm taking my bias hat off. Yes, taking okay. it out the window, right? Throwing it out the window. Are you which? What are you a bigger like? What what are you supporting the most? Which idea of return would you like? Classic? Would you like finishing the regular season? Like what? What do you think? Okay, so it, my personal opinion, throwing the magic aside, what I would want to see is try to get back to the regular NBA calendar as quickly as possible, whether that be it's probably not going to happen next season. Um, like I would be a proponent of like shortening next season and then getting us back on like the cyclical NBA season that we're all accustomed to now because of TV deals and stuff like that. I understand why that might not be possible. But what I would like to see is whatever is going to just make for the most entertainment at the end of the day. If the league feels like it, this mixing this up, making it 1 through 16 is going to just uh, rein, reinvigorate the playoffs and it's going to be new, it's going to be different, everybody's going to be interested in seeing what's going to happen. I, for the most part, have been a fan of almost all decisions that Adam Silver has made since becoming the commissioner of the league. I think he has the league's best interest in mind not only in the short term, but also for the long term over the next 20 to 30 years to globalizing the game and seeing the success that soccer has had, obviously, in so many other countries. It's the most popular sport in the world. Yeah. Um, you can't really blame a guy that's looking to follow that model. Yeah, I mean, it's it's had success. It's With just, all that being said, putting my hat back on, Yeah, just get the Magic in the playoffs. <laughs> if they win a playoff series, I wouldn't be too mad at that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I get it. I I think mm, I think at this point I'm in let's get weird mode. Put me okay. in the groups. Put me in the group stages. Let's see what happens. They there's a reason they play the games, Jonathan. And who knows? Maybe somehow the magic are best fit to thrive in group stages. We we don't know. We don't know. That's a whole other dynamic. We don't know there's teams that are that are good in regular season don't perform as well in the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe there's a whole other dynamic we don't know about, and it's called NBA group stages. I'm saying most, if not all, of this in jest. What it, honestly, my, like what it really comes down to at the end of the day, if the Magic are good, they'll win games. If they're not, they won't, and they'll be sitting at home, right? And that's yeah. at the end of the day, we're talking about the NBA Finals. We're talking about finding the best team in the NBA. This is mm -hmm. where legacies are built, right? If the Magic are good. They'll win games and they'll move on. They'll get out of the group stage if that's what the league decides to do. If not, they'll be sitting at home because that's where they deserve to be. Yep. Right? I'm. If if you couldn't understand my sarcasm, I apologize. Let me un, like tell you where I stand. I think I think it was communicated, but you can you can continue. I, I listen here. All right, buddy. Look. Okay. <laughs> no. What I'm saying is like now you now you threw me off track. I kind of mm -hmm. forgot what I was going to say, but. I would rather the Magic go through like the bumps and bruises and earn it the old-fashioned way. I'm not looking for the Magic to be handed anything, but I wouldn't be all that mad at it either. But Do you think if the group stages goes well and ratings are through the roof, which, by the way, they're going to be 100%. regardless. Yeah. Um, but if they cause – it, so it's going to – you pretty much have to adjust for inflation at that point. But if do you think if – group stages goes exceedingly well that they would even entertain doing that in the future if it goes well i think you have to like if it's just so lucrative and it, it's through the roofs and everyone says oh my gosh we love this so much to do this every year like yeah. the nba would be silly not to do that I, I think it would be fun um the nba is pretty progressive 
and how they do things as we were seeing with the, even the thoughts are just entertaining. Um, they're, they're pioneering, I think a way of, um, you know, baseball, they, they don't like change in baseball. Right. There is the fans not, don't like change, right? The fans just don't like change. And therefore there's the, there's, you know, kind of what they receive as a result is pretty negative feedback when they do change much. Um, but when it comes to the NBA, the fans are progressive when it comes to it. Our, you know, our commissioner is progressive. I think Adam Silver is definitely the right guy for that job because he's crushed it in pretty much every facet, right? So um, I, I would love to see it succeed. I'd love to see the NBA pioneer a whole other way to do a postseason. Obviously, we'd be getting it from soccer. Um, but in terms of kind of that, you know, the American sport, um, I, I think that in, in American sports, that would be pretty cool to see us take, you know, there, there's not many positive notes to take out of soccer solely because it is a corrupt organization. Uh, you're regarding, but, you're talking about FIFA specifically, yeah, yeah. specifically FIFA. Yes. Um, but we don't there think are, all soccer is corrupt. Yeah. I'm not blanketing that. I, I apologize. So, um, yeah, no FIFA. Uh, but I do think that group stages is something that's very intriguing. I think it gives um, just it's it's interesting. It'll be fresh this year if they do go that route. So I'm interested to see regardless of what they do. Like you said, we just want basketball back, but it would be fun to see it done a little different. Well, it wouldn't be completely foreign, um, you know, to at least a small group of players in the NBA, like anyone that has. Um, you know, or even some of the younger players that have taken, you know, participation in some of these like FIBA, you know, 17 mm-hmm. and under competitions or like the FIBA World Championships where you do play in the group stage before they get into like that final tournament. So yeah. it wouldn't be it's it's not, you know, completely unheard of, you know, in basketball, just, you know, as far as the NBA goes. Right. And obviously I'm a huge fan of the NBA, obviously, but the NFL also I understand that the NFL is the most popular um professional sports league in this country but when you look globally the nba is much more popular than the nfl so i think adam silver is just trying to build off of that in the way that david stern was able to take the national basketball association and globalize it you know much due to the help of michael jordan and magic johnson larry bird Mm -hmm. a lot of those guys but adam silver is looking to, to take that even a step further and kind of see like what is like the the undiscovered frontier that the the NBA could use to reach out to fans all over the the globe. As we know, there's going to be an African, um, you know, there's is it the National African Basketball League or I, I yeah. ex- excuse me, I don't remember the exact name and the acronym that they're going to use, but we know that that's something, you know, that that is that is going to come to fruition pretty soon. So, but yeah, man, I'm excited. At the end of the day, just going to be yeah, really it, thankful to have basketball back. I definitely will not be taking it for granted. So I believe I'm looking at the correct thing. Um, it looks kind of like an NBA logo. The BAL, uh, Basketball Africa League. There we go. Um, looks like there are 12 teams for the 2020 season, what it says. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I it, it definitely is there. But, yeah, you've definitely seen Adam Silver be kind of pioneer this. Um, expansion of the NBA, make it go global officially. Um, I, I think it's it's you know sports is just such a positive light as we've seen. It's a distraction from the real world. Um, you know when we just need to escape and get away. I think it's an incredible outlet, obviously as sports is in general. Um, but specifically basketball, you know, brings me a lot of joy. 
Um, and so to see it go global and, and touch so many lives, um, everywhere and just the joy of what basketball brings. Um, I'm, I, like I said, I fully support Adam Silver and how he handles things. I think he is a, a very incredible commissioner. Um, and let's, let's play basketball. Play ball. I know that's a baseball reference, but it's, it fits here. So mm-hmm. Luke, anything else, buddy? No, man, I think I'm good. All right, guys. Well, we're excited for the NBA to come back, and hopefully we will hear a decision on that sooner rather than later. I know the NBA Board of Governors is just continuing to go through that process, so hopefully next week we'll have an update for you guys, and we'll be able to talk more about that and to get into all the details and what we're going to be looking at at what looks like basically two months from today. Hopefully we'll be getting back to NBA basketball. So. Uh, But thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, we appreciate that. We're going to keep coming with the episodes every single Monday. Uh, For Luke, this has been Jonathan. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!